you're listening to the Ryback Show. Be me. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you may be listening from, I am the big guy Ryback. Happy Monday. First things first, guys, paying the bills. Enjoying a little bit of uh, the Pumplex City here from Feed Me More Nutrition. And speaking of Feed Me More Nutrition, we have our $4,000 cash Halloween giveaway going on right now, guys. All you have to do to enter to be eligible to win the $4,000 is to go to feedmemore.com. Use discount code Halloween. 4000 at the end of the checkout process. You get 20% off your order. You get an option for a free premium shaker bottle and workout towel right now. White custom workout towel, Feed Me More Nutrition workout towel, guys, and an automatic entry with each purchase. This contest ends Friday, October 30th at midnight Pacific. And on Halloween, I am giving one of you $4,000 for simply trying the best supplements on the planet. And I do got to say also, I have uh, we've deleted the video. We had an uh, air, technical air uploading on the first one here. So uh, we are rocking and rolling now, and uh, everything is firing away. Fuel Meals, save 15% with discount code THEBIGGUY at fuelmeals.com. They got signature meals, custom meals, guys. They have all sorts of meals that make counting your macros and your calories very, very easy. Check them out, fuelmeals.com, discount code THEBIGGUY personal videos from yours truly for all occasions cameo.com backslash the big guy Ryback for all official merchandise including this can't really see really hard to see I'm strapped in here the uh teespring.com feed me more store guys for all feed me more nutrition the big guy Ryback merchandise we have feed me more nutrition face masks coffee mugs we have the big guy Ryback posters pillows blankets guys you can you can sleep with the big guy every night Check it out, teespring.com, Feed Me More Store. My motivational book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time. We can't see it. It's over on the other side of the podcast studio here. Available on Amazon and paperback, Audible, and Kindle formats. Friends of the show, guys, Zevia, the farmer's dog, Trupanian, and BioAccelerator. You can follow all of those guys on social media. Zevia is Stevia Sweet and Calorie-Free Soda. And it's something that I got turned on to many years ago. Uh, and it's a great way to get away from all the artificial sweeteners and colors like aspartame and sucralose that are in all of most people's favorite sodas. The Farmer's Dog is the official dog food of Sophie, little guy. That real food for real pets, yes, it's more expensive than the dog food you buy at the store, but they have the micronutrients and the macros all perfected to your dog's weight and activity level. Real food, chicken, pork. Uh, so what else do they have? Beef, chicken, pork. I think chicken is turkey, and chicken was just added uh, to their food menu, which Sophie and the little guy are going to get added into their, their regimen uh, very, very soon. So check them out. True Panion, great pet insurance, guys. It's the pet insurance I use for Sophie and little guy, and they have literally saved me over $100,000. Uh, and I don't have an exact number. I know it, it's at least that much with all her procedures. So uh, not saying you have to go with them. But if you have a pet that you love, it's worth looking into. And BioAccelerator, uh, the stem cell company that, is, that has helped me tremendously uh, and played a huge part in me overcoming uh, needing the five-disc fusion to right shoulder replacement to where I am now in damn near perfect health. Uh, once again, I'm going down there for my final three procedures very shortly. 
They are putting Austin uh, Aries is actually uh, works with Bio Accelerator is putting my program together right now. And then we just got to get a date and uh, I got to coordinate to see if we can get a camera crew down there to document the final stages of all this. And uh, I'm looking forward to telling that story, but follow them on social media. If you or a loved one uh, is in pain and you don't want to go the surgical route, which I am a big fan of not going that route uh, for many things, even though surgery is needed on different uh, different occasions. And, and, I, and I have had it done myself. Stem cells though can be a very healthy alternative uh, and it's given me my life back, my quality of life back. So I can't say enough good things about them. Follow me on social media. I'm at Ryback on Twitter. Not verified since changing my name. Hopefully Twitter gets back to me. Uh, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram and TikTok. Ryback Show. Feed me more nutrition. Ryback TV on Instagram. And Ryback247 on Snapchat. All fan mail, guys. P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. I ask you limit it to one to two pieces, please. And have a self-addressed stamped envelope. And uh, I'll do my best to get back. I had to do a shell shock fan mail uh, video here coming up. Good morning, though. And I got some things we're going to talk about this morning. Um, but I'd always like to address a few comments in here to, to kick off. We'll see how everything's going. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Numbers are down this Monday morning. Maybe more people are out this morning, but uh, we'll make it up on the back end. Mr. Bean, good morning, my friend. Good or good evening. I hope you're enjoying a uh, cold one or a, a nice Jack Daniels. Sophie's doing very well. Thank you. I just got off the phone with the vet and uh, they were they were doing uh, their weekly checkup on her. And uh, she's, she's doing amazing. She's bounced back really, really uh, quickly. And uh, just an amazing, amazing, most loving, sweetest dog I've ever had. I am a huge fan of greens and uh, spirulina and... Uh, it is in the greens formula that I actually use, which we are looking to um, include a greens formula with Feed Me More Nutrition. I got a really, really cool name. So, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting that one out uh, eventually here. 10 count creatine in Pumplex City, my man. That is the combo I'm going right here with a little ribose. It's uh, I'm fasting today. After my whining with the Ryback video, that was my last uh, bit of calories. And uh, yeah, so we're doing, I'm doing a 36 hour fast uh, on this one. Uh, usually I, I do it once a week. I do 24 to 36 hours. But I always like to talk to you guys about different things doing this show. As this show has evolved, and obviously when I have guests on the show, the format will be a little different. These lives where it's just me talking to you guys. This is going to be more, a little bit more uh, with, with being a little more personal with you guys and helping you guys with things that I have learned uh, throughout my life uh, and things that I continue to learn. And I believe happening, having an, uh, an open mind towards things, which if you actually follow Arnold Schwarzenegger, he recently just put out a thing about that that was more tied uh, to, to the political aspect of things going on in the world right now. But Arnold, Arnold gets a lot of, a lot of uh, flack and criticism from people, as everyone does, that, that no matter what you do in life, even if you're a regular, just regular Joe, just on social media and you post something, there's a, a good chance you're going to get hate. And Arnold, uh, you know, is, is a guy I've always looked up to and he's lived his best life. He's done a, done a lot of great things. He's inspired uh, many, many people. 
And I'm not a fan of necessarily the steroids back in that, but I always think he was more health oriented. And once he learned more getting away from that, as he got into Hollywood and started doing other things, his mindset changed uh, on that also. And, and in all fairness, the period that he uh, competed in, that stuff was legal. They didn't, they didn't know medically the things that we know now on that. And he's been, he's been vocal on wanting to clean up bodybuilding and incorporate drug testing, which has received a lot of a kickback, obviously, uh, from people, but it's for the best. And it's about evolving and growing and learning, uh, and actually incorporating health and fitness as one, but that's another topic for another time. Arnold though, got a lot of slack, uh, flack for something on the political end and people coming at him on different things. And, and he says it best. He's like, just have an open mind, be willing to, to want to learn. And uh, let's not be so quick to one judge, especially judging without having the, the, the full scope of things. And that's something I think that happens. We're all guilty of it to varying degrees, but um, there's a lot of hate being spread online and, and things from people that want to do that in, in real life. And I think that's the key. Uh, and what Arnold's trying to say is though, be, be willing to have an open mind and be willing to learn because um, life is far greater when we do that. And uh, uh, I could tell you, it, it, it's not a promising future if we're all just hating and uh, looking for reasons to be angry, looking for reasons to find um, why people suck, uh, you know, and, and I'm guilty of too, when, when I get, you know, the, the negativity from people that are really, really misinformed, it, it's a very aggravating thing. And that's what I think Arnold too, you can tell that he gets aggravated when it's people that are uninformed come so hard at, at you when you don't experience that in real life. It, it's a real upsetting thing at times. Um, but again, and there's different ways of, of I've learned and, and worked with people of processing that information. But if we continue going down that path, and, and oftentimes we see it too, it's the people that are the unhappiest, that don't have anything going on, that are the, the quickest to judge, to want to wanna argue online and to make a lot of noise. And even Joe Rogan, they recently talked about this on, on his show where he and he he makes a very valid great point i feel is just assume everybody's mentally ill arguing online and i think that's great advice because to even like i said and i've talked about this with my life and how busy i am and what i'm doing and and having success in my field in pro wrestling at the highest level i never in a million years could imagine going online and like actually getting in full blown arguments or even posting negative things on people's pages, seeking them out to then attack them. You know, there's things, you know, I see and giving you guys just a personal reference of this. I'm not a fan of people that abuse steroids and, 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 the, and the drugs uh, in, in athletics and, and in bodybuilding. I'm not a fan of it. I never have been. And, I, and again, always been very honest about from 20 to 24 when I mildly jumped into that game for pro wrestling. And it's something, you know, a, a lot of valuable lessons were learned about having a insecure adolescent mindset and not letting other people's insecurities become mine. But you don't see me, I don't go on these guys' pages and like seek them out and then talk, talk trash to them. I just don't follow them. I don't look at it. And if they pop up on my page, I just get away from it because it doesn't make me happy. It's not who I am. And I learned, and I know that all I have to do is put out my message, what I believe in, in health and fitness, and that stopping, you know, 
and going, if I think Michael Hearn is, 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 is full of crap and lying and I go on his page and starts, no, you take steroids. I know you take this and that. I've heard all these different things. Nothing's being accomplished by that. I just won't follow. And we did. And I don't know. So I don't care. And it's not saying, so that's where when you get the people that actually seek people out that, that start attacking, you got to really, really look at it is where like, and Joe says it best, like it's mentally ill. Not saying that, you know, that you're, that, you know, there's a large pool of people that we could classify as that right now, if we're going to that, but like, it's the whole premise of actually arguing online and taking our time and wasting our time going in a direction that ultimately isn't going to lead anywhere other than just wasting everybody's time. It causes more hate, more separation. And that's where I really think when you keep an open mind and you keep the mindset of wanting to try to empower one another uh, and be willing to learn. And that I think also too understanding that there is no right or wrong answer necessarily uh, when it comes to what people believe. And it's only the information that they've processed and their level of understanding, their level of perception, which is, uh, it, it, uh, it, it, varying levels for everybody. And it's not always the highest, and uh, so it's just something we got to be conscious of. And that's why I try to always, you know, I just block it when I see a lot of it because, too, it's also knowing the source. You know, if I feel that somebody is intelligent and has done their homework and they bring up a valid point, I'm more prone to want to have a conversation with that person because I think they can understand that if we have a conversation, they'll be able to interpret interpret what I mean and, and understand, whereas some people – that if you try to even get in, take the time to correct them or give them, it's just going to lead to more hate and negativity. And it's from where they're coming from. So the best thing to do is just to block it and move on. Most times on social media, that's going to be the case. And you just continue doing what you're doing. I think I've yet to see a, a valid argument from anybody ever on social media that's attacking me. Not once. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be the first one. I make fun of myself. I'll be the first one if somebody says something and has a valid point. But you're absolutely right. But more often than not, it's because they read an article that was fake or was written in a negative way, taken out of context, meant to trigger people, and they've already made up their mind on that. going to take a look here. See, I thought I saw a couple really good questions in relation to this, but I want to talk to you guys uh, about fasting and how beneficial fasting could be into your lives. Why don't I try UFC? Because I'm a professional wrestler. I, I enjoy the training and that will be incorporated once again into my routine here very shortly when I'm ready to get back in the ring with the, the jiu-jitsu, the Muay Thai and the boxing. Um, and I, and I think everybody, it, it's great to learn the skills. I think it's great for self-defense. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's something everybody that can physically, that is able to do it should learn uh, some form of mixed martial arts uh, because I believe it, it teaches you discipline and respect at the highest level, uh, which unfortunately I think is something that a lot of people um, or a good portion of people don't don't carry these days. Uh, but I enjoy and love the we're going to actually block. Hold on one second. The that everybody look to get into that from a confidence standpoint too, which is something again a big problem with social media is. A lot of people are we're, we're not living in the real world and not building real relationships and not creating confidence in the real world where when you do that 
and then use social media for entertainment and, and, and the luxury that it is because it is the greatest thing in the world. It's unfortunately also the worst thing in the world on, on what it can do. But if we take the steps to keep a healthy mindset and do things to build our lives and to build relationships with real people and have that information in our in our brains that we know that the real world is is a great, amazing place or can be. And that when we build the confidence and do things that build up our self-esteem, we conduct ourselves much better on social media. You know, and I could tell you guys, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing with my life when I walked away from wrestling when with all that in 2016, and I just said, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna drink and I'm gonna smoke and do drugs and I'm gonna blow my money. I'm just gonna live off my money for how many ever years. I'll worry about it later. You know, I would have been miserable. I would have been, I would have been in a deep, dark, sad, depressed place because I, I physically lost the ability to do that for a period of time, or I knew I had to step away from it if I was ever going to get my health back. But if I would have went that route, it would have been just a, just a disaster. It would have been another sad wrestling story. Instead, I went the other direction of I'm going to build an empire for myself so that when I get back to wrestling, because I know I'm going to get back at the highest level, I'm going to make it a goal to get my health back. I'm going to build the supplement company that I'm beyond passionate about. And I'm going to help raise awareness on health and fitness because it's added so much, so much of a, it's been so much of a benefit to my life. I'm going to write a motivational book and I'm going to try to help wrestling fans and people um, understand me better and, and be that first step into the, into a positive, healthy mindset with people on that. I want to talk about dieting and, and how food fix our food, fix our mood and how that is so important to a, to a healthy constructive mindset. I'm going to podcast. I don't know how to podcast. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to jump in because I know that all my business books I read that having a, a brand uh, with a podcast is essential moving forward uh, and especially having a fan base and, and letting your fan base communicate with you and understand you long term. I'm going to do that. And then along the way, you know what? I'm going to make a YouTube channel a little bit over a year and change ago. I don't know. I've never, never did a YouTube channel. I'm afraid. What, what are people going to think if I do a YouTube channel? I don't know. All I know is it fits into my business plan and my strategy, and it keeps me busy. It keeps me working. It keeps me growing. It allows me to stay in contact with my fan base, to have positive discussions, hopefully helping empower other people out there, like-minded individuals. Maybe I changed people's opinions on me that had a negative you know, perception of me based off what they saw maybe on TV acting or based off what they've read online and give them massive content to, to form and get a, a solid opinion on me over time. And then when I go back to wrestling, I've connected, I have a, a, a secure connection with my fan base that was so much stronger than, than wrestling alone could have ever created. And then <laughs> tell my truth and tell my story in that process. And it's in such a better place, right? There's two, there's two direct opposite ways of handling a situation right there. And I went the extreme other way, you know, with it, you know, and even my supplements feed me more nutrition. I did everything for three years, guys. I didn't have to, I could have spent a lot of money and blew a lot of money, uh, paying other people to figure this process out for me. I knew I needed to keep busy because I would get, I would, I would be very likely if you don't have anything to do with your time, you're not out doing real things. You're not building, you're going backwards. And that's where you can see the hate and the negativity online from people that are really struggling. And so that's too is another thing I always try to keep in my head with these people. One, mentally ill, not to say that they're mentally ill forever, just currently they're mentally ill. They're in a rut. They want to argue online. They're going nowhere fast. And I know that that's not beneficial. It's not beneficial to allow that energy into your life. So you block it and you move on, you keep going.
But there are those people, though, that get into that rut that will get out of it. It's a small percentage. It is a very small percentage, but it, it's better than nothing. And that's why I will constantly preach love and positivity overall. Don't put up with BS. Don't allow it. I'm very firm on that. You'll never see me change my stance on that. Especially, I believe, you know, I believe you got to put your foot down at the right times. And and I've been walked over before from, from WWE and big organizations. I learned the hard way. And I learned there comes a time and a place where you got to fight when your back is up against the wall and you got to go, no, that's not right. It's not what I believe in. I believe I'm a good person. I believe that is wrong and I'm going to fight that. And, you know, and that's why you'll see you can have a balance of everything and knowing when to use your anger in a productive manner rather than in a destructive manner that just destroys. You can use that that energy, that negative energy that's very important in a positive direction to get out of it also quickly, but to fight back. So this stuff, it goes deep, guys. And the more we talk and the more you listen, I feel you'll get a better understanding of the things I've learned uh, that have allowed me to have the mindset that that I have. And I'm by no means perfect on any of this, but I, I, I keep an open mind and am always willing to learn and grow. I want to talk to you guys, though, uh, about fasting and, and why I do it. And for me, I got really interested in fasting, guys, about a year and a half, two years ago. And I, I started... It was when I was experimenting with the keto diet, which I'm not a fan of, and, and that was it was probably the worst that I ever looked. Um, lost muscle mass, uh, body fat went up around my sides. Uh, my weight went from usually being in that 285, 295 range to like 270 something, and just didn't feel good overall. I never went into keto, no matter how many long I went. I went months without doing the carbs on a high level, doing everything on the ranges that. But uh, I got into fasting at that point as well, doing intermittent fasting. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it, the intermittent fasting. But I found I got too extreme with it, where I had actually worked up. I think I started with like 10 hours, 11 hours to start. And then I went to 12 and then 13. And I was doing this daily. Then 14, then 15, then 16. And then eventually I go, let's do 20-hour fast every day crazy, right? Absolutely insane. It actually became very easy. I was working out totally fasted where I would time my workout where then I'd have my meal at that 20 hour mark after my workout. So I was working out daily in a depleted state and you get, you adapt really quickly to that. It wasn't until later that I incorporated, I started doing one prolonged fast per week and eating normal that I felt, I go, man, it's crazy how you forget how good you feel after you get used to something else. And uh, and I'll never go back to that ever again. But the prolonged fasting, that for me and talking with different doctors, incorporating a 24 to 36 hour fast once a week, you get all the benefits of like doing a long prolonged fast or uh, intermittent fasting every day. But it's better, easier for me to get my calories in during the week. Because what happened to me is, is I wasn't able to fit my massive amount of calories that I need in a four-hour window. And it was literally just trying to eat like in that four hours on my diet and eating healthy. I was eating like two bags of salads within four hours uh, and like my vegetables. And it was in that time eating a lot of meat and chicken and different things. And uh, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good. And so for me, prolonged fasting open my eyes to the health benefits of getting that. And it allows my body a total reset every week. 
you know, I and I'm, I'm not doing the junk food on the Ryback TV, you know, and, and being doing vegan about but for almost a month now and feeling the best that I have felt in a very long time, especially from an inflammation standpoint and energy standpoint. But the prolonged fasting I became interesting in because from a cellular level and a healing aspect with my injuries and inflammation and allowing your body to rest because we're constantly stressing our bodies. And so for the people listening, I highly suggest speaking with your doctor about it. And hopefully you have a good doctor because most doctors that, that are in well in tune and in current uh, with modern times and health oriented are, are all for it. Now, obviously there's certain things with health conditions and people with diabetes and different things. You do have to be careful. That's why I ask you talk to your doctor first before ever, ever making drastic changes to your diet or anything of that nature. But it allows us to reset our bodies and heal at all levels. And it, it is a great way to strengthen our minds and to test ourselves. And, you know, if you would have told me years ago that, that I would be capable of doing a 72 hour fast, which was my last long one that I did a couple months ago, I'd be like, I think it was two or three months ago. Now I would have been, there's no way I eat every two hours. I can't, can't go three days. That's insane. I'm going to lose all my muscle. I was uneducated about it. I wasn't aware of it. And then as I started, you know, learning about this and you start with nine hours or 10 hours, and then you do 11. You don't have to do it every day. You can do it once a week. And you constantly, though, challenge yourself to keep pushing yourself and testing yourself over time. Before you know it, you're doing a day. And it's not even a problem. You have great discipline and self-control. You know, we hear people talk about, like, you know, and I used to crave sugar when I was young. When I first started dieting and learning about health and nutrition in high school and eating what I thought was really healthy at the time, which actually wasn't, but it was way healthier than what I was eating. At least I was attempting to learn and learning what I could when, when AOL was brand new. And this is the early days of the internet. But I used to get these massive cravings where I would have to, I would throw all my, my gains out for the week by morning to night on a Sunday or a Saturday, whatever day I would do a cheat. I would do a cheat day morning to night of God knows. I bet you easily over 15 calories is easy. And that, that, that is, that's easy. And that was, you know, it would be a box of cereal in the morning. It would be going down after that box of cereal and going to the donut shop, getting a dozen donuts. And then they, this donut shop that where I lived by when I was uh, in high school and in college, they would make these Frisbee sized donuts that were absolutely enormous. And I would get one or two of those with, with the dozen donuts. Also, I'd eat all those pass out sugar coma. I would wake up, meet my friends for, for lunch at the uh, Suncoast Buffet down in Summerlin. We'd go there. They saw me coming every week and they knew the big guy was coming to put hours of damage in on that buffet. They would sometimes ask us to leave because we were there for so long. No joke, because I just kept eating and I didn't realize I was just hungry, young little man that, but it was because I was eating all this junk food and all this processed food and sugar and I didn't understand that how much it was throwing my body off. And that was what was ultimately giving me my cravings. But when you incorporate fasting 
and incorporates self-control, it gives you that self-control over time because your body starts regulating itself and you start learning to go back to normal before we started eating all this junk and this crap. So from that standpoint, it allows your blood sugar levels to stabilize, which if they stabilize, you don't get the cravings that you have where you, you know, I tell people this all the time, winners are made at night most of the time. Like a lot of us can get through the day of uh, like, you know what, I'll get through the day, get through the day of, of not eating anything bad and do good. And then it's those, those hours alone at night before you go to bed. That's what separates the real winners from the losers or the people that can't get the job done or they don't see the gains or they don't see the progress. Because that nighttime and when you're alone, it's the end of the day. You did good, right? Did so good. You just over reward or those cravings kick in late at night. And you don't have the self-control because you're not doing anything to get it. You have no experience with it. And you lose that battle every night. I've seen it time and time again with people. You know, they work out hard during the day. They follow a great diet, actually. But at night, they cave in. They eat a bag of, of chips. They eat a bag of sweets. Literally, I've seen people eat bags and tell, no, I have a great diet. Because they think that throughout the day, and then they eat that whole bag of Ruffles, you know, at night before bed every night. Or they make popcorn and they pour butter all over it. Oh, it's a, just a, it's a snack, you know. Or they eat a whole bag of mixed nuts with 170 grams of fat in it. Even though it, healthy fats, they don't realize what a serving size of nuts is. It's not big at all. You know, and they, they, they self-destruct at night. But when you start incorporating fasting into your diet, uh, even at a small level, it will allow you to start gaining some control and gaining some confidence. Uh, and you're going to feel better. And you'll see you lose you lose a lot of water weight really quick when you do it too, which is a great way though to look better really quick. You know, I, I'll lose eight to 10 pounds doing a 36-hour fast. It's, it's now majority of that is water. And then there'll be the fat loss that I tap into towards the, the end portion of that. And where I come out of it looking better than when my body weight normalizes, you know, I might I might lose a pound of fat with that if I do it right, which is a lot, especially at, at where I'm at. But it's just small. Maybe it's half a pound, you know, but it's just small, continuous progress. And but it gives you self-control that when you go back to eating, you don't get these cravings that you were getting because you've you've given yourself a break and allowed your body to reset over doing this over a period of time. So I highly recommend people look into this. And for me, you know, doing the longer fast as well, uh, it increases your stem cell production, which is why I first became really fascinated with this um, from a healing standpoint. And that just so happened that when you do it the right way. And you don't overdo it because people can overdo it where it slows down your metabolism. But if you do it the right way, it allows you to burn fat and it increases your metabolism when you're consuming your normal amount of calories for the day. And, and don't go too, too extreme with it as far as cutting your calories in the process. But I started feeling better. And I noticed on days early on when I started fasting, when I still was in a lot of pain, that I was waking up in less pain. And I go, hmm. That's the inflammation benefits of that this is talking about. And little did I know, too, all the chicken and pork and different things I was eating was causing and dairy was causing massive inflammation in my body. And that not consuming that for a short period of time was allowing that inflammation to calm down. And I was waking up and going through the day 
feeling. Then when I would go back to eating, the inflammation would return. But at least I was seeing that it was having a short-term noticeable difference. And now, you know, in adopting more of the vegan diet and not having any inflammation, and that just keeps getting better and better. Every day I wake up, I'm like, this is crazy. How do I, you know? But it's evolving and growing, and it's keeping, again, the beginning of this podcast, keeping an open mind. And I think that's something that has allowed me um, to continue to adapt and grow and evolve and have success in the different things that I do, regardless of what it is. And I can't stress that enough to you guys. Just keep an open mind with that. I'm going to get to some questions here if I see on any of that. Don't get gas every time I pass a gas station, so I eat my body tells me to now on a clock. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, the St. Lucifer says, my thinking is I don't get gas every time I pass a gas station, so I eat what my body tells me to, not on a clock or number goal. You know, and that's a great point. And that's something too, that that's a way not to overeat. And if that's something, there's there's no right or wrong way to do anything. There's just people sharing information on what maybe works for them. And I think that's a great thing right there. I think that's a great strategy, a great technique. You know, there's a, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I remember reading an article about one of the great power lifters, uh, uh, Paul Anderson, I think would eat one giant meal per day. And I can't remember if it was first thing in the morning or the last thing at night. It was either a huge breakfast or a huge dinner, massive calorie. And he was, he was doing intermittent fasting. And this is one of the strongest men on the planet. And I remember thinking at the time, how's he not eating every two or three hours and having How's he one of the strongest men on the planet? But it's finding what works for you, hitting what your body optimally needs to perform, what you find works best for it. And what you're practicing right there is a form of fasting. You're, you're just doing, you're doing intermittent fasting at different intervals based off when your body tells you it needs to eat. And I think that's a great strategy, especially that it works. And again, and you can share that information and there might be somebody out there that definitely, they'll go, hey, that sounds really good. I like that analogy. I want to try that. And, you know, maybe you're just eating every seven hours or every six hours consistently. And maybe there's those intermittent fasting. And so it's just finding what, what works. And I'm a big fan of that. But I do tell you guys, you know, this, the food, fix our food, we fix our mood. And the food that we put into our body, if we can look at it, that it is simply energy at its most basic form, we will make more educated, wiser decisions on what we put on our, in our body. Yes, we're all human. Yes, you know, there's a lot of great tasting food out there, you know, but I'm telling you that when you can gain control over the food and that mindset, you can do anything in life because it's one of the, it's the, it's the one thing that people overall struggle with the most and it all it's all connected to our mindset and if we can create discipline in that area of our life we can create discipline and success in any area of life if we can control our food and that's why i'm really really i can't preach this enough because when i see people that are unhappy and see the negativity and the hate online it's usually people and it it, it, is i say usually it's every time people suffering one way shape or form in one way or another and oftentimes, if we can, you know, we fix our food and we fix our energy, we fix our motivation, we fix our motivation. Now we can set some goals because we have energy that we need to burn. So now we start doing things in the real world, forming relationships, building confidence, building self-esteem. 
then when we clock back in on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the YouTube, we're not so triggered. We're not so down on our luck. We're not upset because we we're doing the things to improve ourselves. And that's what I want to stress to you guys that you can, we have control over this area and, you know, we're born and we die. I've said this. And then a bunch of bad shit happens and a lot of great shit happens. And I didn't want to cuss, but I cussed. Sorry, YouTube. But it's us, those of us that can overcome the negative, challenging adversity that we face. Because we all face it. We're all, we all face it in, at different levels, at, 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 in different ways. And, and those of us that are able to overcome it stand the best chance to enjoy the best life. And unfortunately, if you look at the history of people, most people, we don't figure it out. But if you study the people that have, and it's all that I do and with a positive mindset and found how these people, they all have this same common mindset, even if it's different as they can be, they have an understanding of it and it will allow you a lot of success. And even if your diet is wrong, but you have a healthy mindset in other areas, you can still have massive success. It just goes hand in hand though. It's like a wrestler, pro wrestler, the, you know, the better your entering skills, your promos, your every aspect of the game, your from your outfit, your theme music, you want to have all your bases covered because it gives you the greatest chance to have the most success. The more tool, the more things you have checked off your toolbox list, right? Same thing with life. That if we have a, a great diet and we we are practicing, you know, an open mindset, uh, a positive mindset, more often than not, you know. We are going into the day with an I get to mentality over I have to, which is a very powerful thing that I always am reminding myself. I have it written down. I get to every day. I get to do this show. I don't have to do this show. I get to do this show. It's a very powerful switch in the mindset and how we talk to ourselves. And But it takes practice, guys. It takes constant practice because the default is being angry and being negative is the easy thing to do. It doesn't take a lot of thinking because it's everywhere in life. It's being shoved down our throats by the media, by the politicians, by the news, just everything, by social media, by the people that are unhappy, that are struggling. It's really, really easy to fall into that mindset and just let it be a downward spiral. It actually takes work, though, to say, you know what? I get to do this today. I get to enjoy life. I get to I get to go through another day of living in 2020, breathing fresh, fresh oxygen. I have an opportunity to meet great new people today. I don't know what today is going to bring, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to making somebody feel good. I can't wait to meet somebody that knows me from either wrestling or what I'm doing on social media and says, hey, I'm a fan of you. And I can't wait to smile at them and say thank you. It's a different mindset. And it allows, it allows, it opens us up to better things rather than if we're down and I have to and you're unhappy. And because I, guys, we all have bad days. We all have them. It takes work, though, to get out of those bad, bad days quickly, or otherwise those bad days turn into bad weeks that turn into bad months that turn into bad years. And before you know it, it's a bad life. And uh, I don't want a bad life. And I don't think any of us do. I don't think any of us do. So it takes work. I'm going to go. This is a great little thing. Uh, that's not the great thing. <laughs> Let's see if I could find that comment. That was a good uh, comment that I wanted to bring up. Let's see. I live, uh, Impaler says, I live in a lot of that negativity, but I am antisocial and have multiple mental disorders and my back is injured. 
you know, and the first thing that comes to my mind when I see that is, and it's, and I've been guilty of this in the past is the more we talk about our problems, the more problems that we attract. And, you know, I truly sympathize with your situation and, but it's, it's not anything that someone hasn't already overcome. And I think that if you can learn to say, okay, this is this current situation. These are my problems. I don't want to talk about my problems. I want to talk about my solutions. I want to, I want to focus my energy on the things that maybe I can do that can become solutions to my problems. You got a back. I don't know what your back situation is. You know, I've seen a lot of people. There's different ways about, you know, going and I've worked with different people. There's a lot of different things. DDPY yoga. There's a lot of people that have had bad backs. They start in their beds with him. Their backs aren't bad over a period of time or they're way better, which all of a sudden that if your back is feeling better and I could, I, 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 I'm with you on this because I've experienced the back pain at, at a high level. It is depressing. It's down. It makes you not want to do anything. I, I can't tell you before Sophie was injured on things where I didn't want to go out of the house because I was like, I just had ice packs on me all throughout the day because I was like, I know going out, I'm going to be in a lot of pain. It hurts driving. I don't want to, you don't, you don't put yourselves in positions because you're hurting. And I sympathize with you on that, but I knew I had to keep finding ways to solve my problems long-term and that over, and eventually I was going to overcome it all. <clears throat> so you got to use that time to start looking for solutions because the antisocial thing is directly connected to the back thing and, and that negativity, it's all connected. and It's all feeding into each other. So we got to start at the very basics. We got to look at, let's get, let's get you out of back pain first, right? There's always, there's always something we could be doing rather than if we do nothing, we're never going to get anything, right? We're not going to fix our problems just talking about them. We got it. We got it. We got to talk about the solutions. What's the solution? We got to ask the right questions. Big guy, what can I do to get to overcome this back pain? I'm antisocial. What can I do to be more social? You know, I'm around a lot of negativity. You know, what can I do to be around more positivity? I'm going to tell you something I tell everybody that no matter what's going on with our lives, one of the quickest fixes to start feeling good again is to do something nice for somebody else. Maybe sign up for something to go, you know, maybe you go work with at a volunteer thing for a day or for, for a few hours. And you maybe you, you do, you sign up to go help at an animal shelter for, for four or five, six hours to do something, you know, and, and instantly you're going to see it. You're going to see an increase in your mood and it's, it's up to them to start building some momentum on that. We go, well, my back's too bad. I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, let's, let's address the back. Let's find ways to get you feeling good again so that you can have, you know, let's, let's look at your diet. Let's, let's, let's start making some adjustments on your diet. So you have more energy. And if you have more energy, you're going to have more motivation. I promise you. You can't just sit around with energy and do nothing. You got the energy needs to be burned. And usually, and then, then you can start doing stuff. We got to look for the solutions for the back problem. And maybe it's DDPY yoga. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, you know, incorporating several small walks a day, looking online, you know, for solutions to your particular back problems, right? Focus on the solutions, not the problems. Austin Aries and Sarah Brandau came and they did a couple of the podcasts here the last couple months. And that was something I really, really, I, I re really reinforced in my mind because I've heard that before. But you hear things at a different time and it, it, it hits different. 
that hit me different this last time. I go, the solutions over the problems. It's always the way. It always has been. It always will be. Talk about our problems. We're going to find more problems. Talk about how, how can we get solutions. I promise you, we're going to find solutions. We might not find them right away, but eventually we're going to, we're going to, find, we're going to find solutions. And that would be my advice on that. Another, uh, as uh, Suhail says, I want to be an actor, but my parents are not supportive. I am 16 years old. What should I do? Any tips, Ryback? Uh, and it's Indian parents. And, you know, you're at an age where, I'm going to pull this down. If your parents are paying the bills and you're living under the roof, you're going to hear Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this all the time. They're calling the shots. They brought you into this world. They're 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 supporting you at this time. Um, so you got to abide by their rules. It might not be what you agree with. You're, and you're very young right now. But at the point, and there's going to come a time and point where when you're ready to step out of your comfort zone and move away and leave, you will have, you know, the ability to make your own decisions fully on things. And, you know, you could all, the best thing you can do now is communicate that to your parents, what you want to do. Um, and if they're, if they're dead set on it, you know, you just say, well, right. Well, you know, eventually though, this is where my, where I see myself going. And and you got to take that chance at some point in time. Now, if you want to live at home and then continue to support you and pay the bills, you do what they say. It's that simple. You haven't earned the right yet to call the shots. In the real world, man, is a rough place. It can be, and I've been, I've been down and out and on my own. And I remember it was, I remember it was, it was a rude wake-up call for me, losing that comfort, you know, and 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 being on your own. And it's sink or swim. And you got to be willing to step out into that and do it. And it's okay to fail. It's all right. But if you really want to do something, you just do it. At some point, it doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to just all of a sudden be the biggest star in Bollywood or in Hollywood or, or whatever. You're going to need to get a job. And on your downtime, you're going to need to read books on acting. You need to practice. You need to do stuff on social media. I practice improv and doing things. Everything I do, I look at it as an opportunity to practice for wrestling, for my promos, for communicating, for letting people know who and what I am. You need to do that same thing in, in relation to acting. You need to then, you need to, you know, well, I want, you need to take an acting class. It costs money. So you need to be able to pay for it. That's why you need to go get a job. You need to be able to support yourself. So your parents are calling the shots right now. Until you move out, you, you abide by their rules, whether you agree with it or not. You're young still. You have plenty of time, but you got to eventually go for it. Otherwise, you're 25 asking me that same question here when I'm like 50. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm going to end, guys. I'm going to leave you guys here today. I'm looking at the questions. Um, you know, that's a good good question. I didn't even mean to click on that. Hey, I'm interested in MMA, but my parents are afraid of it. Any tips? You know, there's nothing wrong with getting involved in MMA. You, you guys, I think a big misconception with people on this stuff, too, is, man, like I said, I think training and doing that stuff, I think everybody should work out one way, shape, or form. I think everybody should learn, learn a martial art or mixed martial arts and have that love and respect and discipline. And I think if you are able to show them the benefits of the training, you know, and, and maybe it's a jujitsu class, you're not striking, you're not, 
and, and obviously there's always risk and dangers with anything of like that. But if you go to a good, get into a good program with a good teacher and, and the students, everyone has an understanding, nobody's trying to go in there and break anybody's arm, you know, then, then and you can see how beneficial it could be to creating self-esteem. You need to find a way to sell your parents on that. It's not the getting into it too. You don't have to get into to MMA to then just go fight for a promoter. You could just do it to have a better understanding of the mixed martial arts and to build confidence and self-esteem to form relationships with other people that are doing a similar thing with their lives, right? Because oftentimes people that do that in the, in the right way have a very healthy, positive mindset. So it can be some really good people in that. Yet you form lifelong relationships with because you guys all have an understanding and a respect for how difficult it is, what you're learning. And I think you need to find a way to relay that information to your parents on the positives and sure they're going to have their, 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 their idea of what they think it is and their negatives, but find a way to, to paint them a very pretty portrait of the positives. That would be my advice. Oh, we're getting some good questions. I don't even have to, I could save this for tomorrow's chat. My other, I had a whole page of stuff here. Hey, uh, the Rainer says, Ryback, what are your thoughts about using steroids? I'm against them, guys. We're going to end with this today because I think right now we're living in a time on social media where a lot of young people are making a lot of really, really bad decisions. A lot of old people are making a lot of really bad decisions. I am all for the use of testosterone, uh, hormone replacement therapy um, for people that are deficient to be medically normal in the healthy ranges. I think that is, and I think that there's, it's a no brainer on that. That's an entirely different mindset. That's a health mindset than people that are abusing steroids, doing things for competitions, for shows in athletics to gain an advantage over other people illegally. I am not a fan of that. And for me, it, it really triggers me because I see other things going on in with in promoters and bodybuilding. The fitness industry is the unhealthiest industry in the world, but it, it is it, it it's mislabeled. It's not health and fitness. It's solely it's solely drug abuse, the majority of that, and it's mislabeled. And I'm not a fan, you know, of promotions. They do from the top down. They have these contests. They glorify drug abuse. They don't care about these individual people. They don't have medical plans in place for these people. A lot of these people come and go. And they burn out really quick. You don't see a lot of these. There's people that come for a year or two and they're gone. It took them five years to get there and because they, they can't handle the drug level, the abuse, the, the levels of drugs they have to take. But it comes from a very unhealthy mindset and it comes from a place of insecurity. And I could say that because I've been there. And at a young age, when I did them, it was because I was comparing myself to other people and getting into to wrestling and thinking, well, all these other wrestlers, my favorite wrestler, I heard talking about it live in front of me at the gym when Triple H was talking about all the steroids he was doing, heard it firsthand. And that in my head made it okay that, well, my guy I grew up liking does it so I could do it too. There's nothing wrong with it. Horrible mindset. And that's why I preach so positively, so so passionately about this. 
that we can't compare ourselves to other people. And we have to make, if we make health the number one priority, we'll make better decisions. And it, this is where I was getting it. And with the promotions, what bothers me is, you know, if somebody came along and I wish Arnold would quite frankly do it. And I heard, I've heard Arnold talk about it. Arnold could change the future of bodybuilding forever. Once again, um, and this is something I have in my mind that I want to be involved in eventually, that if you make the missed the the Arnold Classic, which is a spectacular event, not only with bodybuilding and fitness, but with all the different sporting uh, events that go on and the different skills and how they bring in the most talented people uh, on the planet, where the majority of that stuff doesn't involve drugs, right? But from the bodybuilding and the fitness standpoint, what do you think would happen if Arnold enforced and said, you know what, at the 2021 Arnold Classic, we're implementing full drug testing, not allowed anymore. You have you have to be able to pass random drug tests. We're going to implement this. What's going to happen is the people that enter are not going to do drugs. And what you do is you reward that by making the prizes even bigger. What do you think would happen if these large corporations, they're missing out on so much money right now? That if you try to make bodybuilding, actually, it, the reason why there's a disconnect from the main population is because of all the steroids, because it's not actually healthy. <clears throat> but if you actually reward the healthiest, most fit people on the planet, and you go first place, $3 million, second place, $2 million, third place, $1 million, and make it down from there, just say randomly, right? What do you think that's going to do to the, you're going to attract people just like you attract people that want the attention now that are going to want the attention and want the money, you're going to get the people with the actual best genetics, not the biggest drug abusers, because a lot of the people that are involved in it don't have the best genetics. They're just willing to abuse more drugs than the other person, which is a horrible thing to promote, which is then trickling down to society at a young age. But if we actually promote it at the highest level that you could be rich and famous being and, and yet you're not gonna we're not gonna have 300 pound freaks walking around shredded to the bone. Maybe we, we have guys that are 240, 250 tops now, or two. Maybe we get a few bigger ones here and there genetically that are just have an advantage. You're gonna attract the right people, and you're gonna change it forever. You're gonna appeal to more people. You're gonna make more money. And I don't know why they haven't started the. And I hope Arnold someday. I hope he does before before he leaves us. Because I think he could really change the future, and there'll be there'll be there'll be people that that don't want to accept it. I already know, and that that think no, we need you need to be able to do this. I'm like, you got to look at what's going on, and all these guys that are dying and dropping like flies. Flies, by the way, you got to say all the heart issues they're having, which they all like to downplay and say, oh, there's not heart issues. Talk to any doctor. Follow follow the anabolic doc, Doctor Thomas O'Connor. Follow him, and you get back to me and tell me that there's not heart issues. This guy deals with this stuff on a daily basis from people that are jacked up and screwed up for the rest of their lives. You know, that's where I was blessed early on. I've always had really good genetics. I have to work really hard as well, but I never had to do a lot. And so I never, and I never did it long enough. It was only a handful of times at a very small level. And I never was able, and I didn't pro keep that up long-term. It was in and out. And then the WWE implemented the wellness program. And it was, it was something I never had to deal with ever again. And luckily, and I've had all the heart tests and everything, and I'm completely healthy. Got a coronary artery calcium score of zero, passed all the heart tests with flying colors, have amazing conditioning, and I've done things to improve my health. But that's why I've had my success without it. And I want people to understand that you don't have to ruin yourself to make it. It's just a matter of 
not putting yourself in a position, you know, you want to be a bodybuilder and you want to get into bodybuilding and then you, you see all these people abusing drugs, right? So what are you more prone to do to compete with them? You're more prone to do it. Whereas I would say though, if you love what you do and in this day and age now with social media, with the ability to make money that you could promote natural bodybuilding, you could create your own following, preaching health and fitness and, and, and everything else and creating on your own channels and make way more money, land a huge deal with a, with a supplement company that wants to and, and post your fitness images and still diet and do all the things you would do and practice your posing. You could do all that still and actually make more money being true to yourself rather than jumping into a game just to jump into a game for greedy promoters that are promoting drug use, profiting off it massively, giving the competitors a very small percentage, even more than less in wrestling. Bodybuilding and fitness is one of the, the shadiest, shittiest industries on the planet. And the health, and these most of these people are living in, 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 in horrible apartments. They don't have furniture. They spend all their money on the drugs and their food, and they have nothing. They have nothing to show for it when it's after. And they look nothing like it when it's done. So I'm against it. I'm against it. And, I, and I've done the work since I was, man, 11, 12 years old, a kid. And that's why I, my body has consistently looked the same. Even with reason not being able to train as heavy, I still look like me when you see me. Granted, there were times when I was a little lighter with this when I couldn't train nearly as heavy as I am again now. But and it's the way it's why I've been able to bounce back and go right back to looking how I looked. It's because I it's not that route. So I'm I'm against it, man. And I I don't follow it. And I don't, I know, and like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't go and leave post. Trying to, it's not a fight. I'm going to win. I'm not going to let that negativity ruin my life. I'm going to promote what I believe in. You know, that's one of the other things too. It always bothered me when Punk brought up the steroid stuff. Bush League, 100% Bush League, just insecurity on his part. Couldn't be any further from the truth. But there's going to be people, that's the easy thing to believe. But if you listen to me and hear me talk and you watch me consistently, you'll, you'll know. You'll know. I've been born, I'm lucky, I've been blessed I was born with superhuman strength. I was blessed with that. I have to work really hard at that. And I've lost it also with my injuries. And I've been given the gift of giving it back. But when you're able to train really, really heavy and you're really strong, you're able to build bigger, thicker, denser muscle naturally, which I've been given the gift of. Not everyone has that strength. So it's hard for people, someone like Punk, who doesn't have that. And there's nothing wrong with not having that. And it's not judging it, but... He doesn't have it, so he doesn't understand it. He doesn't realize that if I go into the gym and he takes a pair of 30-pound dumbbells for, for uh, incline dumbbell press, and I can go grab the 150s and rep that out like nothing over and over and over again, that that's going to have a greater effect on my muscle tissue. And then with the, the calories that I consume, I'm going to have a thicker, denser, stronger chest. And apply that to every body part. You're going to look different. Because you're, you're capable of handling more weight, controlled, building and tearing down muscle fiber. And so that's why it always bothered me when people, they don't understand the, what they're dealing with. Because the easy thing is to just see people that are doing it and just assume everybody is the same, right? And that's why I'm so passionate about Feed Me More Nutrition and what I'm doing and where this was created from. This is my life, guys. This is how I've built me with my diet and supplementation since I was a kid. And that's why I am who I am and how I am. And I'm very passionate about it. We got a super chat here. Wow. 
We got a $100 super chat today. Thank you. During your Feed Me More entrance, they zoom in on your face and pyro goes off, uh, in which we never, ever see. Is there any pyro or just the sound? Um, great question. That was just a concussion. And that, that's just a noise. There was never any, any pyro. <clears throat> I actually always wanted, I thought that, that we could have really done it up. And I always thought that was kind of a, a lazy way to not give me anything to make the entrance better than it, what it could have been. But I will say it caught on and live. It always got a massive reaction. And I think that, you know, I eventually grew into it because when I, to explain to people the Ryback entrance here before we wrap up today's show, which I had to explain this to Vince actually um, and, and Billy Kidman, because Billy Kidman came up to me uh, one day and he goes, he was on the headset and he goes, I'd already been going strong up there. And he goes, Vince wants to know why you do your entrance. <laughs> and if you watch my entrance, I come out and I will explain it to you guys. I explained it without hesitation to Billy which Billy Kidman had to shut the headset off for a second, laugh hysterically, and then relay that information to Vince, which Vince loved. But it was, I come out into the arena. I'm an energy-based wrestler. I believe in energy. So I would raise my right hand and raise my left hand or vice versa. I would collect the energy from the left side of the crowd. I would collect the energy from the right side of the crowd. And then I would do where I'd collect the energy in all of the arena three times and collect the energy. And then on the fourth time, I would take that energy and I would inject it into my thighs and I would shut down, letting the energy fill my body of the people. This is the Ryback entrance, guys. And then when I would wake up, it was feeding time. And I had the energy of the people in my body to go out and perform at a very, very high level, bell to bell, higher than what I would if I did not collect that energy from my point of view. And that was the Ryback entrance. So that concussion, that noise was just a noise to let people experience that entrance, which I became a fan of, of the noise because it kept all the attention on me. And it wasn't the pyro, which sometimes can outdo the wrestler. So I actually grew into it as time went on, even though I thought initially, I thought it was a lazy way Um but again, having something was better than nothing. And I was always grateful for that. Uh, but a lot of people, I always got that question of the, they thought they, they never could see the pyro on it, but it was, and I had that on live events and they were able to bring that everywhere where other guys wouldn't have like stuff for their entrances that they would have on TV. I always had that concussion with me, that noise, and it's called a concussion. So I was always grateful for that. But that Ryback entrance is an entrance I think I will keep for the rest of my my career because it, I'm an energy-based wrestler. And I, the only reason when I was a heel, you would notice I didn't do it as a heel. It's a baby face thing. It's a way to allow the people in. And I think there was a huge disconnect with WWE on letting, I always wanted them to let me be me to let people in because I, I'm a firm believer that you could be funny and be honest and transparent with people. But when it comes time to fight, when it, that red light is on and it, it's go time, it's time to go. That you know, it's feeding time, and that you're going to see, you're going to see hungry Ryback, and you know, I can make you laugh in different settings, and still bring you in and make you believe when I'm serious, and that is what I'm hoping I'm establishing now with everything that I'm doing. And we're going to talk more about YouTube and these different things tomorrow. But great question, and I thank you very much for the super chat.
on that. Guys, thank you very much, though, for listening. And again, if you could check out our Feed Me More Nutrition $4,000 Halloween cash giveaway, guys, save 20% with discount code Halloween4000 on feedmemore.com. You get a free shaker bottle and workout towel. We are hooking you guys up. Feed Me More Nutrition, the best supplements on the planet. Sweetened with stevia and monk fruit, guys. No artificial sweeteners, no artificial colors, vegan-friendly formulas. Guys, we truly have the best supplements on the planet. So check that out. You can be eligible to win $4,000 on Halloween. Thank you very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of The Ryback Show. Feed me more.